0: to a new episode of the Good Faith Idea Exchange. For today's episode, we're bringing back an old guest from season 3, Dr. Pooja Agarwal. Now, Dr. Agarwal is a board-certified neurologist and epileptologist. She's also a certified burnout and growth mindset expert. You know, Dr. Agarwal, you know, she she's a busy physician with a family and um Years ago, she hired a mindset expert to help her uh, deal with everything that she was going through. She was extraordinarily busy, and she was trying to find a way to balance everything out. Now she helps busy professionals struggling to keep up with it all themselves. The last time she was on, um, we talked more neurological disorders. Today we are talking burnout, and we are talking growth, We're focusing on being able to say no, being able to say no, being able to speak up for yourself and, you know, understanding how important it is to not allow yourself to be emotionally invalidated and to allow yourself to grow by not always giving in to the demands of others. So, dr. um jumping right into it, how prevalent would you say that the practice of people pleasing is in today's society and and why is it so hard for some of us to say no to others without you know without feeling guilty?
1: yeah, so i I know um people pleasing is very prevalent, um you know, especially among females. that's actually more prevalent than males. I think um the way society has been is that you know females are expected to to do more and just to do what other people tell them to do and um you know among females it's very high it's probably at least you know 70 kind of females or have some sort of people-pleasing behavior okay some are on more of an extreme where there it affects a lot more of the life versus others you know it doesn't so um definitely males though have um, an easier time saying no and I think that also comes back to societal expectations you know, men, it's okay for them to say no, and uh, you know, and, and from, you know, for many decades, men have been the breadwinners and taken on more of that dominant role, and women have taken more of a non-dominant role. And so I think that those kind of behaviors are ingrained in, into some of us when we're, when we're young. And I think a lot of it comes back to the culture, how we're raised. And so um, people-pleasing, and what I mean by that is when you say yes to doing things that you don't want to do, because other people ask you. And you're afraid of how they will react if you say no. So you want to people-please. You want them to like you and you want them to be pleased with you. Um, but I think often people don't really realize that people-pleasing is very detrimental to your own mental health and physical health. And um, actually, research has shown that people who are people-pleasers have less respect for themselves and they are not as well-respected from, by others.
0: Okay. Right. That No, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Um... You know, and I think one of the one of the things that you know, this is just you know my my opinion, but from what I've seen, I think a lot of people tend to look at pleasing others, like you know that they naturally think that they're you know saying yes and you know um, agreeing with you know everything someone says, no matter how much they might deep down disagree with mm-hmm. it, in an effort to thinking that they're pleasing that person. But you know, I, I don't think people always realize that that's not necessarily getting the result, you know, what you're saying is not necessarily getting the result that you think it might be getting.
1: Yeah, so that's correct. So here's the thing. Oftentimes when uh, people are people pleasers, they take on more work, they say yes to coworkers, colleagues, the, you know, spouse, in-laws, you know, whoever it may be, their own parents, siblings, kids. And when you say yes so much, you become overwhelmed, take on a lot of things that you don't have the time for and actually things that you don't want to do. Actually, over time, that people pleasing behavior can lead to more resentment towards those people. Okay. And then that resentment can show up in different ways. It could be that you are passive aggressive with those people, that you have difficulty saying no, you resent them, and then you're doing things that, you know, try to get, to get back at that person. Okay. So, people pleasing in itself, um, a lot of people think it's because they're it trying to be kind to others. It's not kindness, um, it's because you fear that they won't like you. I mean, those are two very different things. You can be kind, but not be a people pleaser. So it's really realizing, and I think a lot of people have difficulty doing this, what do you want to do? And, you know, a lot of our um, behaviors, like I said, they're um, something that maybe we grew up with, or they're generational. We're told to, you know, say yes to our parents, or we're told to say yes to teachers and do what they ask us to do. And then even, you know, as kids, we are not able to set boundaries in place. So it's it's very important that uh, people realize that people pleasing is not kindness. They're two very different things,
0: right? Yeah, I agree. I agree with everything you just said. Now, what environment would you say that you know this behavior of people pleasing happens most often? Like, is it in the workplace? Is it around family? Around friends?
1: I think it could be you know any in any place. Okay, so in especially in like the let's say it's a female in the workplace in order to get ahead. They feel like they need everyone to like them. Okay, so then they're afraid to say no. They feel like they'll get that promotion because uh, they say yes to taking on more work and without more compensation. But then, actually, oftentimes it does the the opposite. Uh, people think you're weak because you can't say no. People will walk all over you. They won't give you that promotion because they don't respect you. Okay, so um, let's say if you're you're at home, you know, if you're a man or or, or a female, whoever you are, if you're saying yes to your spouse or your parents, or siblings, or kids—if you're saying yes everything they ask you to do, then you can easily become overwhelmed. And so it can happen at home. And I'm going to speak from you know just experience being a woman. Is that yes? You know you have kids, and you, know, you have uh, work, and then you have to you know manage your spouse or family or whatever it is. So you the tendency is to say yes and sacrifice yourself or put yourself last. It happens definitely in men. You know people who are. Um, you know, single fathers
0: or, you know, it happens with both, but definitely I think it's more prevalent. Okay. Right. Right. So also as far as like dealing with unhealthy behaviors like this, and you know, I would definitely consider this to be, you know, pretty, you know, a rather unhealthy behavior. Um, what are some steps that you might suggest that we could take to, to work on that?
1: So actually, what I really recommend uh, people do, especially with my clients that I coach on this, is track for one week, what are you doing? What are all the things you're doing? How much time are you spending on them from morning till evening? From the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, track everything that you're doing and go through that week after it's done and after you've tracked every hour and every minute that you're awake and see what are the things that you didn't actually want to do, but you said yes to okay, And then go through and track how much that time was that you spent on the things you didn't want to do that you said yes to and total all of that. How many hours in that one week did you lose doing things you didn't want to do? That gives you a number. Then it puts it um, right in front of you that these many hours in the last week I lost doing things I didn't want to. Do. So then think about you know those activities that you did that you didn't want to do when you were trying to people please. What could you have been doing otherwise during that time that you want to do? You know could you have exercised? Could you have spent more time with your kids? Or could you have done something else? And then kind of see what you gave up. By saying yes to people, not only the time, but what other things could you have been doing instead? So that's something that really brings it to the forefront and showing, you know, this is the way I spent my last week, but I could have been doing these other things. Let's say if it's five hours a week or 10 hours doing things you don't want to do. And then um, you could have spent that time doing other things, but really keeping track of how much time you're losing, excuse me, <clears throat> and then seeing, you know, what could you have been doing otherwise? That is so eye opening for people when they really realize how much time they're losing and it's not helping them when they do all these things. So then, so that's one step. And then two, what I really recommend um, with people is practice saying no. It sounds very weird, but a lot of people have difficulty just saying the simple word of no. And no is a complete sentence. You can stand in front of a mirror and practice just saying no. You know, no, I will not do that. Or unfortunately, I can't do that at this time. Uh, I, uh, have a lot of other projects going on, or unfortunately I can't join that event right now. I have to be somewhere else or, you know, I'm just going to spend time at home with my family, you know, practice saying these phrases or whatever phrase you, whatever you feel comfortable or however you feel comfortable saying no, Pick a phrase, you can find some online, pick something and practice saying those and over time, once you practice saying them on a daily basis. You will become more comfortable with saying them to actually to people who ask you to do things. OK, and it's really once you start saying no, you initially you have some guilt, some shame for saying no. But eventually, once you keep on doing it over and over and this takes time, it takes months to, to really see this change. You'll feel less guilt, less shame. And then um, <clears throat> the other thing is, is actually defining um, what your boundaries are. A lot of us don't know what our boundaries are. What will we tolerate, or what do we, what do we want to do? So let's say, for example, you're at work. Your boss is getting frustrated. They're they're yelling at you. And normally you would tolerate that, just not saying anything. But instead, now you're willing to set a boundary. Okay, you could say to your boss, "Well, I am not willing to tolerate that you are yelling at me. I will leave the room and come back when you are ready to talk to me properly." That's setting a boundary. Okay. And then what happens is, is people continuously, um, violate that boundary. You need to set a consequence. So let's say your boss keeps on yelling at you, even though you, um, have set a boundary and you say, well, I will go to HR if you keep on yelling at me and violating this boundary. And then you actually follow through and go to HR. If you don't follow through with the consequence, people will not respect your boundaries because they know that you will be flexible. You will try to accommodate what, how they're feeling. And, you know, really when people set boundaries, you are respecting yourself and you are respecting other people. You are building better
0: relationships. I I really liked, uh, you know, when you just said like no is a complete sentence for one. To me, that really hammers it home, you know, that you can it can be okay for you just to say no to people. Um, You know, and then also practicing, practicing it in the mirror. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I think at the end of the day, like we don't necessarily get better at. Doing things, no matter what it might be, if we don't practice, and you know, when when you get the chance, when you just take some time to, even just practice saying what you really want to say to someone, even if you don't notice it, I think it's going to make it easier for you to actually do it in real time. But um,
1: exactly, yeah, you know, as they say, a practice may, makes perfect. So once you keep on practicing, it becomes an ingrained habit in your brain. So then it just becomes an automatic behavior over
0: time. Right, right. Now, um, what is emotional invalidation? It's, I've heard that before, but I'm just not sure what it means.
1: So, emotional invalidation is when you feel a certain way and somebody's trying to tell you that what you are feeling is wrong. So, let's say, for example, if you're in the workplace and you are. Um, Or you are telling somebody that you're feeling that the way uh, somebody said something or the way that something happened, that you felt a certain way. You felt anxious or you felt worried or you felt like you were um, disrespected. But then a coworker or your manager or somebody says to you, well, you're overreacting or it just didn't happen that way. Or God doesn't give you things that you can't handle. That is emotional invalidation. When a person feels a certain way, and somebody comes to them and says them that what they are feeling is incorrect. So that is emotionally invalidation because only you know how you feel. Other people don't know how you feel. So when people do that to you, they're trying to sweep it under the rug, or they're trying to say that you are, you know, trying to make things a bigger deal than they actually are. That is emotional invalidation, it's very harmful and destructive. And it happens a lot in the workplace. It can happen, you know, in, in turbulent relationships. It can happen, you know, amongst families. It can happen anywhere, but that, but that is emotional
0: invalidation. Hmm. I see. Okay. Well, as far as uh, examples go, I think those are some pretty good ones. Now, are there any, um, are there any cultural standards that you can think of that, you know, where saying no and setting boundaries might somehow be viewed as a sign of weakness?
1: So I don't know that it would necessarily be viewed as weakness. There may be certain cultures. So I, I come from, I'm the daughter of immigrants. My parents are from India. And so culturally, women or females have not set no as much or set boundaries. It's kind of like, well, yes, I will say yes to what you ask me, no matter who it is or, or what. And that's something that culturally has been the norm, okay? So, you know, I was born and raised here. And so me setting boundaries is a newer thing, Okay. So I think a lot of it comes back to how you're raised, what your culture is. And I'm sure there are other cultures out there where actually they promote more, more, um, you know, females being able to say no. But this is just my experience. And so, um, you know, it wasn't until I got coaching that I was actually able to say no, to set boundaries and then follow through. And then now I don't feel guilty with setting boundaries. I do the things that I want to do and I don't do the things that I don't want. I will definitely help people out if I need to. And there is something that I can have, have time to do.
0: But again, um, there definitely are cultural differences. OK, gotcha. Yeah, I think it definitely wouldn't be a cultural thing, um, you know, not not just with, um, you know, definitely depending on where you are. Um, yeah, I've talked to people from, you know, many different countries and, you know, been to quite a few different countries myself. And there there are just so many examples of, um, you know, different cultural Boundaries that are set um, depending on where you are. And, um, you know, it, it's very different from the United States in you know, many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. And this concludes part one of my two parter with Dr. Agarwal. Stay tuned for part two next weekend. In part two, we're going to get a little more in depth with this. Uh, We're going to begin talking uh, more about advice one might give to someone out there who's being overwhelmed by, you know, maybe they're struggling with just a mountain of adversity right now, and maybe they feel overwhelmed. And also we're going to talk about um, warning signs, Um, you know, what you should look for in someone else who might be going through who might be going through burnout, who might be going through even more than that, Uh, what warning signs you can look for, and things, you know, just a few really good strategies, some good things that we can do to help people who are going through this right now. That is what's on tap for next week. As always, um, feel free to um, subscribe And um, feel free to give this podcast a rating, whatever you think it deserves. And aside from that, I have nothing more to add, so have a great day, everyone.